This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. So you're a bad I'm that bad gay, make your mama sad gay, make your girlfriend mad gay, might seduce your dad gay, I'm the bad gay, duh. So, this evening's new segment that we're rolling out... It's got a few working titles at the moment and we're more than happy for you to vote on the working titles. The first working title is Pop, Fizzle and Lies. The next one is What's Poppin'. Mm-hmm. Or my third and particular favourite is Pop Goes the Bad Gay. And this <laughs> is a little bit of a look at pop culture, something mm. that as a bad gay I personally do not actively engage with very often and something I further do not engage with the L word now Mm. I'm sitting here with two gay men Mm. uh, who either of whom have probably watched more of the L word than I have because I've watched all of half uh, of the first episode and why I'm bringing this up uh, tonight is that according to the Oracle of All Knowledge, Google, uh, the L word aired for the first time on the 18th of January in 2004. Ooh, now, Alex, back. you were probably two at the time. <laughs> at which time I had been in possession of my bad gay membership card for a bit decent number of years. Uh, with 70 episodes in the entire series, wow. it ran until the 8th of March 2009 and has Whoa. unsurprising resulted in a spin-off made-for-TV movie, The Farm, and now, of course, lesbians around the world unite and celebrate because the L-word Generation Q is about to grace our screens. What? As a pop culture phenomenon, everyone knows that all lesbians are huge fans, are they? Generation Q? What does that mean? Yeah. And, And no... And relate or aspire to at least one of the characters of the show, or do they? Mm. Now, Alex, Matt, mm-hmm. as I said, saw the actress from Flashdance, whom I might add uh, never didn't do the dancing in Flashdance, and I only caught on to that later. So I should have been oh, in love with scandal. the dancer who did the dancing from <laughs> Flashdance instead of the actress who played the character was on the original L Word, and that prompted me to watch half an episode. And I must admit, at that time, I, I you know, 2004, I'd been a newly minted bad gay for a couple of years. Unlike you, Matt, I leapt straight into the bad gay thing. I didn't take a period of time to become one. And after watching half, a se- half an episode, I thought, time to hand back my steak knives, because <laughs> if that's what a lesbian is, I'm out. <gasps> so, I can't say I'm overtly thrilled at this new phenomenon that is coming. Mm-hmm. What do you two know about the L word? All I know is that it is really problematic for the LGBT 
community as one. Like you was like if we're specifically uh, and just how it's unrealistic, which I think we were talking briefly off air before. Um, like the, there's the gay equivalent with. Um, yeah, with look, I, I know nothing about the L word uh, apart from the fact that the girl from Flashdance is in it. Um, oh, but. Um, but I do remember Queer as Folk. Uh, that, well, I, I loved the, the first series of Queer as Folk, particularly the American version. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, back then I was quite a... I don't know, maybe I was a good guy. I was, I was quite sort of young and out there and clubbing and whatever. And absolutely loved it, got really into it. And then years later I thought to myself, I really miss that series. I'm going to buy the box set. So I, I invested, I bought the box set. It was delivered over from the States. Whoa. Got it. Watched one half of the first DVD and then thought, I can't watch any more of this. This is really depressing because all of a sudden I'd become this curmudgeonly old grump <laughs> who doesn't, who didn't identify with any of the characters. And it's totally unrealistic, right? All these guys do is they go out to this amazingly hedonistic nightclub, right? And they cop off every time they go there. Now, how many times have you got a nightclub and not copped off? I don't know. I'm just talking about me personally, but... Uh, you know, it, you know, if I don't have that good a run rate that's, as these guys, <laughs> you know, they all live in warehouse apartments. They have a lift that goes up to the warehouse apartment, and before they always seem to cool. have relations in the lift as they go up before they've even hit the you know, the bedroom. Absolutely, and mm. and Brian's, unrealistic. Brian's apartment, the 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 bed was the centerpiece of the apartment. It was magnificent. Mm. It was absolutely magnificent. But I, I did a similar thing, and, and maybe I, I should do this with the L word. I doubt I will, but maybe I should. I, I went back and revisited Queer as Folk, and I liked both the UK and the, the US series. Uh, the US series probably a bit more. But I went back and revisited it a number of years later, did exactly the same thing, got the box set, the good old DVDs, Mm. and uh, watched the first few episodes and thought, there is not one redeeming feature about any of these characters in this show. Why was I so in love with it the first time around? Yeah. And also, you don't need something that's going to make you feel less fabulous than them. You know what I mean? That, that, that was the depressing bit. And also the fact that it was just so chaotic and hedonistic. I was just exhausted watching it. I'm thinking, I just want to go to bed with a <laughs> cup of tea or something. Yeah. <laughs> and a yes. biscuit. <laughs> Setting such high standards and, yeah, just being unrealistic and repetitive. Do you know what I think it is? I think there was nothing quite like it beforehand. So everyone, you know, when it first came out, gravitated, bam, bam, bam. And I remember even being in, like, middle high school, like, you know, making my first gay friends, being like, mm, have you seen this this series? And I remember my mum being like, mm, you shouldn't watch that, you're kind of a bit Because, <laughs> you know, it was really graphic. But, you know, in that way, it was kind of educational. It was groundbreaking. It, it was. It was, yeah, it, it showing... Was. I, 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 I'm throwing it out there as, as a bad gay... I don't know that the L word Generation Q will have the same impact. Quick question though, like I, I like I don't know anything about the L word, but the interpersonal relationships, how are they on the L word? I have not a clue. Are they, right, okay. We don't not know. Not a clue. Although we were speaking to some of the lovely hosts of uh, Triple Bypass yes. outside and they both had particularly negative things to say about <laughs> yeah. the interpersonal relationships, to, uh, you know, displayed on the L word. Yeah, because these so, days, you know, they have, to have, they have to create drama, right? So to create mm. drama, the interpersonal relationships are often quite sort of... 
uh, destructive or toxic as well. And extreme, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So let us know your thoughts on the upcoming release of the L Word Generation Q on SMS 0427 JOY949 or email us on air at joy.org.au. And that, and also, please provide comment on what you think this segment should be called: Pop Fizzle and Lies, What's Poppin', or Pop Goes the Bad Gay. I'm that bad gay, make your mama sad gay, make your girlfriend mad gay, might seduce your dad gay. I'm the bad gay. Duh. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.